0: Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome back to another great episode of Only Bruins. I am your host, Downtown Boosie, and this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions LLC. What up, what up? And the Bruins are buzzing. I'm buzzing. I mean, Jesus. It's only been a few days since I let out, since I put out another episode. So, uh, eager to be back, excited to be back. The Bruins have won two games since I released a podcast since i released an episode and i don't think that's just no dink, but i'm joined by a good buddy of mine making his return back to the pod waves my boy brett how we doing buddy welcome back man it's good to hear your voice
1: what's up fella how's it going it's been a while i'm excited to be back talking bruins with you uh wouldn't have wanted it any other way to get back on here so let's get things rolling
0: yeah, man, I uh, I was excited to get that DM from you. I was like, I have to I have to get you on because I, I know I DM'd you earlier in the season, like whenever you're ready, like yeah. come back, like I got a spot open for you, like let's make it happen because excuse me on the old one, we were slinging it around, snapping it around and we had a good one. Unfortunately, last time we spoke on the pod waves, the Bruins lost the series shortly after not sh- I, sh- I shouldn't say shortly after but they lost to seven games after and uh that was our predictions were off that was sad but this is a totally different I guess totally different team that we're looking at comp- uh from the start up from the end of last season from the last time we spoke this this team is on such a heater right now to steal a quote from Jack Hughes 17 and 2 Thirty-four points atop of the uh, standings in the whole league itself, not just the Atlantic. And the boys are buzzing. All Mark looks like a fucking stud. There's so much to talk about, and I'm excited that you're back. So let's just get into it. I mean, not many. Bre- and if you don't follow him, he's uh, he's the old host of the uh, or he's the host of the old podcast, the Beehive Pod. Uh, follow him on Twitter. I I forget your Twitter handle off the top of my head. If you want to give it out.
1: It's just uh, at the beehive
0: pod. Give him a follow because he's slowly getting back into the Twitter game as the Bruins are buzzing. And uh, we were just talking shortly before he's kind of has the itch again because the Bruins are just like buzzing. and, And as a Bruins fan, we're not usually used to this hot start. I feel like the Bruins are notorious for slow starts or mediocre starts. And it's just a different vibe in the locker room. Obviously, since we last talked, a lot of changes have happened, and the main one, um, the main one, is bringing in Montgomery. I mean, when the when the Bruins started their hiring process and fired Cassidy after that, I'm assuming obviously you were bummed about Cassidy, and we don't have to get into that. But was Monty uh, out of all the candidates that you heard? Was Monty one of your top one or two? You would say? Yeah. So. Um
1: real quick I will touch on Bruce it was sad to see him go but I understood the process and why they were getting rid of him I didn't fully understand it until we saw the beginning of this season I was kind of questioning some of it but <clears throat> Monty was my guy it was Monty or um, who was the other guy the guy on TNT oh talk it I had Monty or talk it as my top two and I might have had talk it before him but I remember saying to a couple people this is when I was like uh, a little quieter on the airwaves i was just like uh, like i like to say i was uh like a hot chick peeking into everyone's DMs, seeing how they're <laughs> doing you know just yeah. just trying to this time i fully slid in boozy got me but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah i was just popping around i remember telling a couple people and what a story this has been man first of all monty himself um recovering addict you know had tough times in dallas Worked his way back up through St. Louis, where he just absolutely crushed the power play and some even strength stuff over there. What a breath breath of fresh air he has been to this organization. Um, you know, you can tell he wears his heart his uh, emotions on his sleeve. He's all in for this team and. I Don't know, he's he's also super understanding and very down to earth with this young with the younger core uh, of this team as well. So it's nice to see it on both sides of it. I'm not gonna lie, that Tampa game, you could see him yelling on the bench a couple times there, and it was almost like we saw his emotion, uh, like anger not anger, but just frustration come out a little bit. He even said so in his presser after, but I've been super happy with the transition. Um, he's really if you want to use this strategy he's letting the horses run, which is great. You know, it almost seems like the line changes he does make mid game. Aren't as much um, as a punishment or a demotion, but more uh, an understanding of, Hey, it's not rolling well right now. Let's see. Let's it's looking at it like in a 4d chess way. Let's see what other options we have, like putting hall down on the third line completely. You know, the third line has been kind of, stagnant the past couple of games puts hall down with frederick and coil and boom they put a good goal last night so i don't know i've been really loving his uh juju and just the vibe he brings to the team so far
0: yeah absolutely, absolutely man i mean it's just a totally different feeling we're not even inside the locker room and i feel like as a bruins fan we can see the it's like night and day the difference between with the players itself not just how they're playing but In the media and everything, I feel like And what you see on Behind the B, as I noted On last episode, it's kind of Night and day, what you see, how the Locker room and how loose the players are with Monty versus um, Versus Cassidy And granted, Cassidy's got the boys Playing uh, damn well over there In Vegas, good for him, I'm happy for him Cassidy revenge tours in Full effect, imagine Vegas and Bruins in the Uh, Stanley Cup Finals, holy uh, shit It's what the NHL needs
1: I know right? People keep saying it and I'm like I can't watch the Bruins lose another cup final. I, I can't. Know. You know what Espe- I mean like
0: especially to Cassidy dude. Yeah, like well, let, me, let me let me tell feel. you. If that happens, if that series happens and the storylines and everything, that will probably increase the salary cap. Like ten fucking oh. plus mil every goddamn year just because of the viewers and everything. Like, it, there's just so much behind that. Never mind that. Phil Kessel, former Bruin, yeah. gets back to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's already won a few or one maybe. I forget if it, if it was one or two, but it would be a hell of a storyline. But we don't have to. uh, Michael. Michael, oh yeah boston kid. <laughs> jesus christ so I many storylines i don't want this. it i don't want yeah it.
1: no i don't glad want cassidy's it because... doing good though because it just proves he is a good coach we knew that right mm-hmm. you like that's that's just one of the things that got lost in him getting fired is uh you you had half of Bruins twitter being like oh he's the worst coach ever he's not good with young guys even though pastor Knack and a bunch of players have thrived mcavoy have come in and have thrived under him and then yeah. you had another side being like, "What the hell's going on? This front office is in shambles." So yeah, it, it was tough.
0: No, it, it definitely was tough. And it, it at the time, it was a bit of a head scratcher. But it wasn't. I mean, yeah, a first round exit—that's tough. Um, didn't necessarily have the season they wanted. Didn't get what he wanted out of his players. But Cassidy is. And I loved Cassidy because he was just, he was so honest with the media. He would open up and I liked that he would call players out, excuse me, but I feel like it got to a point where he needed to get to a happy medium of that. And this is where I kind of see the resemblance and not just like his coaching style, but just him in general, how he approaches media and stuff like that in the locker room and so much. And it's kind of, it might come off as apples to oranges to some people, but I see a lot of similarities with him and how he approaches the media, even though it's in a calm demeanor with, um, I see it in, I see a little bit of torts in him where and, yeah. not afraid to call people out. So be it, but it's kind of short lived. You, you know, you're good for three to six seasons, however many, as long as you're winning, but, and then you kind of lose the locker room and torts obviously has had many head coaching gigs and he's back in or he's in Philly and, It's not going so good over there, but he's going to, you know, you already hear some of his or see some of his quotes. I mean, he's saying some ridiculous things already, and I see a lot of similarity in that. And I can see why and I do believe in uh, Cassidy losing the locker room. But Monty came in and he. it looked like he grabbed the locker room by the horns, and he is just like, guys, I know who you are. I know what you guys are capable of. This is me. Let me introduce you guys to me, learn about me, and we will become a family. We will become a team. And I don't know if you watch behind the B. I'm assuming you do. Yeah. It you can see the locker room, man. It Mm. is night and day how different it is and how much more loose the guys are. Burgie dancing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bergy dancing. I mean, Jesus, you got I don't know, guys, just cracking jokes left and right. DeBrusque revenge tour, baby, not a big deal. I mean, yeah. Jesus, the guy's got seven on the season while Barzell just pl- potted his first one in the season not too long ago. <laughs> so I don't hear many people talking about the 2015 draft now. And on top of that, Zaboro knitted his first career NHL goal the other night. So I, I think we can officially put the 2015 NHL draft to bed well we got saka
1: now too right yeah he was yeah. like third overall that draft we're just yeah. gonna get everybody who was part of that draft
0: yeah he was like third <laughs> or fourth so it's like you know, oh, and um greer was a second greer, rounder yeah, i believe high in second draft. rounder yeah. yeah so it's the, i mean the last thing
1: i will say we'll move on from cassidy but i the sorry folks i know you guys have heard this a bunch but i like Boosie said i'm just hopping back on the airway so i didn't really get to say my bit but one thing I will say about it is you're 100% correct. It, it, Cassidy, the, like you you played hockey growing up. You probably had coaches like Cassidy. He's old school coach, let you know what you're doing wrong, has no problem letting you know that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like too brutally honest sometimes. And I, I feel like the he was stuck in this bit with the media where he was calling guys out and then he just had to ride the bit out, win or lose. And unfortunately lost in the end. But then we talked about a head scratcher when that firing actually happened then you fast forward to the beginning of the season 10 games in even it wasn't even close to a head scratcher anymore you're like oh i understand completely what this front office was doing and what they were trying to bring in with monty he respects the spoke b he's you know a, a main guy so he knows the whole new england vibe Uh, just too many things he he knew clifton didn't know that he knew riley didn't know that like you know what i mean he had his uh he, he, he coached krug last year who talked about like obviously about all his time in boston and the leadership core it's exactly like you said it's almost like the core and leadership guys were waiting for someone like monty to come in and just you know oh let's let's get back to having fun let's get back to winning hockey games let's get back to you know, pushing for a Stanley cup, not this shift was bad. So sit the rest of the game, or I, I don't know. I just find he has a more new way of approaching things. Whereas Cassie is definitely a more old school coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you said, Torts is one of the, I think he's one of the best coaches out there. And sometimes you just, you, the, the bit runs dry, I guess I'll say.
0: Yeah, it, it does. And it's, I mean, you could you could just see it. I mean, as soon as you heard about DeBrusque requesting a trade, it's just like his whole demeanor was just like, you know, you usually walk, you know, tall and proud and stick your chest out a little bit. He just looked like a little timid kid walking around, like scared to fuck up. And you can grip in the stick a little too tight. You can just see a whole different DeBrusque, a rejuvenated DeBrusque. And, uh this just a coaching style that Monty brings as well. It you know really benefits some of the young uh younger guys and uh the smaller defensemen as well. So I feel like before with Cassidy, guys were maybe a little too scared to make a um to to make mistakes and especially a guy like uh Debrusque who would get health bombed and kept moving down the depth chart and whatnot. So I mean, you saw how DeBrusque, uh played last year when he got called up, basically to the first line and took over their right wing spot, and basically finally broke up the Bergeron line with Pasta on the right side, and that was game changing. Night and day with the one and two, uh, one and two lines, and you see that this year with Krejci coming back, Bergeron's back, obviously for another season, and uh, Krejci finally has the wingers that he wants. We, uh, I forget if we talked about it before we hopped on or at the beginning of the episode. Uh Hall slid down to the third line to kind of um energize that line with his speed and whatnot. He's been kind of slumping lately, and the and the guys are just responding really great to Monty. And you can see like, and as you noted earlier in the podcast, that you you can see it was nice to see the anger and frustration, I guess you can say out of uh, Monty on the bench during that first period, because it was ugly uh, last night. Speaking of the Tampa Bay game, it was ugly. Um, you're used to seeing him just nonchalant. Like he holds his emotions pretty well, but he he's not afraid to hold back showing guys that he's excited as hell. I mean, I forget what game it was. It was an overtime winner against someone. The nice. Lindholm goal. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Pittsburgh. yeah. yeah. That's Yeah. 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 And like you said, too, like we watched behind the B, both of us religiously. There was a behind the B where DeBrusque, uh, he wasn't, he didn't really have his game. And Monty came down, put his hand on his shoulder, got right in his ear. And they kind of, they didn't tell you what he was saying to DeBrusque because DeBrusque was mic'd up, but you could just tell the, the approach he has is completely different. And yet not every player needs that but for a guy like Debrusque himself i i think it's worked wonders and like you said like we talked about hall moving down the line it's not a demotion anymore because bergeron and coil are playing the same amount of minutes a night like yeah that's one thing i love about Monty. he is he's not right he's riding the horses but we have a bunch of horses now and he's moving them without through like throughout the lineup Um, so you can put Hall down for a couple games and give Frederick a spark, uh, give Coyle a spark. Like it, it, I, I just, uh, I love the depth we have and I love the way that Monty's going about it by, you know, giving Bergeron days off, not playing Bergeron 22 minutes a game against Arizona or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he's, he's picking his spots where it's appropriate, like in the Pittsburgh game he rode that top line put past back together he knew where he needed the spark and he got it so
0: mm-hmm. yep and that's that's one thing about monty is just he not only is he just a player's coach but he, uh, he knows how to ride that line very well and you can see it obviously very good you can see it very well early on because the bruins are 17 and two right now Fuck yeah. um they're clicking on all cylinders and just like it feels like the Bruins can do no wrong. Even the Senators game. It just felt like the Bruins were always in that once um Allmark went in and whatnot. So it's just like you can kind of just tell that he has he does such a great job for the locker room itself and the players itself. And it just it looks like a, you're getting a young Bergeron and Krejci from 2013-2011. Like they're playing Bergeron's having a hell of a year at Krejci. He didn't look too good coming back after that injury, but lately, the past two or three games, he's he looks like he's back to his old self. I think he has three games, three goals in the last two games or three games. Like I believe, yeah. it's yeah. just unreal. Like uh, I mean, I think
1: he wanted to come back for that Toronto game in Toronto. Yeah, I think he wanted to. You know what I mean? Like after not mm-hmm. playing in the NHL a year, the big light. There's a couple of big light arenas, right? Like Toronto, yeah. New York. You know there's a couple on the west coast like la and stuff staples center i guess it's not staples center i guess
0: really any of the canadian teams really yeah
1: and i i, I agree with you 100 i have Crazy on my fantasy team i'm co-managing with a buddy and he's like bro <laughs> why did we get crazy i'm like just wait he goes on hot streaks like we got yeah. him in one of the last rounds and i was like man just wait just wait and look like he's on one of his heaters right now and it's when the guys need it too like marshawn's been like how you wouldn't even be able to tell that guy had double hip surgery like it's it's dude. insane it, <laughs> oh
0: holy shit What an Was that the game he returns yeah
1: an animal dude it is it, jeff merrick and elliot freeman are like oh give marshawn a year it normally takes a year after just one hip surgery this guy came back and he's like yeah i have no pain and i feel better than ever yeah it takes one fucking
0: shift for him and it just kind of sums up his whole career i mean he started on the fourth line in 2011 and it just rose to the top and he hasn't looked back ever since that 2011 stanley cup win it's just the guys had a hall of fame career basically and he's one of the best wingers in the game and is unreal uh this training staff itself is unreal what
1: they've done to players seventh player award
0: yeah holy shit and um uh, one last thing about Monty before we move on about the coaching stuff. Uh, one thing I was excited about bringing Monty on because between for me, I wanted either Monty or Paul Maurice. I really liked Paul Maurice when he was in Winnipeg. Uh, I never heard that he was really a true candidate for the Bruins, but that was one guy I, I always liked. Uh, but when I heard about Monty uh, being a candidate, I really wanted him just because of mostly because, not mostly, but just his coaching style itself. But one of the main reasons, too, is he could probably help rejuvenate this power play. And the power play looks stale at times, but it's third in the league at 30% of their power play percentage. And not not only that, they're second in the league on the PK, surprisingly behind the San Jose Sharks. They've kind of slumped lately on the PK, so they were at top of the league for that for a little bit. Um, But the power play itself, I mean... They had trouble getting into the zone. The zone entry was pretty bad, pretty ugly at times, but they seem to have found it. And right before last night, I mean, Marshy only had power play goals, which is crazy to think about because he's one of our best five on five players. He finally got his first uh, even strength goal last night, uh, six on the season now for him. But. That was one thing that really excited me because I remember the Blues' power play last year was fucking unreal. It was, it felt like they couldn't be stopped,
1: and yeah, it's that's it's one cr-
0: thing that excited me.
1: Well, it's crazy too because St. Louis's power play is not doing good this year at all, and it's like it's a <laughs> testament to Monty, right? Like, yeah, just, it's almost. I heard him saying a presser. He's letting them try stuff. He he has no problem guys trying stuff. Um, you know the fancy plays, the one touches, whatever. But you better get your ass back. Literally, word for word, what he said. He said, "Bet you better get your ass back when the puck goes the other way." So it's he's keeping guys accountable too, right? Which is yeah, which is unbelievable. And um, yeah, the the power play was hundred percent stale last year, dude. Some nights they look like a like I, we call it A up here, but like a a a, a top top tier junior team against <laughs> just like a men's beer league team on the power yeah. play, like it's it's pretty it's fun to watch honestly and uh people were like getting on the five man power play unit honestly i'm happy he tried that it's outside of the box you know crazy's good up on the top yeah uh, quarterbacking i i had no problem with that at all and what do you know it stops working or it loses a little bit of its power uh teams get the book on it and you switch it now you have Literally, our second power play would be a first power play on, let, let's let say, 20 out of the 32 teams in the NHL, yeah. at least, right? No, so, 100%. And with the zone entries, do you, have you noticed that on the second unit, only uh zaka carries the puck in it doesn't matter if the puck gets stopped at the line or not they will go back and give zaka the puck it's like they have designated guys for roles now opposed to last year in cassidy's system it was more like all right whoever's got the puck let's see if you can cross the line and sometimes it's pasternak and it's going back the other way three on one and nothing against pasternak but he gets a little you know like you know the type of player he is he gets a little excited and sometimes he tries it through the legs that's just not really the time or place especially when you're not getting zone entries you're trying stuff even more we've simplified the game we've just we you know at the beginning of the year they were dumping the puck in and Felina would just barrel his way in there and go get the puck uh bring it up to the slot i i don't know it's just it's night and day this power play unit and yeah uh, it's it's fun to watch it's actually fun to watch
0: no, it, it's a blast to watch because he's not scared of throwing five forwards out there. He's not scared of throwing four forwards and a D-man, But whether it's Lindholm, Grizzlick, McAvoy, whatever. You've seen just about all three of those guys on the p- first power play unit as well. And I, I think as of right now, it's McAvoy on unit one and Lindholm on unit two, but he's not scared to switch it up based off matchups and stuff like that. And one thing that I think Monty has really, like, taken advantage of is how and i think it stems from how is how good of a shot poshnok has on that left side circle and because not only that i guess it's two things it's how good bergeron is at the bumper and how good of a shot how lethal of a shot pasta has on that left side so not only that you've seen i want to say start towards the end of maybe mid or towards the end of last season too you saw marshy's one t really just i mean it's getting better every game it feels like he had a great uh one t i forget what game it was when they had that come from behind when was it against Pittsburgh? pittsburgh
1: yeah yeah that was the first goal that got it going
0: yep and so not only that you have threats on both sides of the face-off circles and then you have bergey on the bumper and you stick either to brusque or felino um right there as well so that's and then you throw crechey up at top sometimes quarterback in that or mcavoy whoever you have quarterback in that up top it is lethal on all sides of the ice whether it's left mill or right it's or even up top or in front of the net i mean. It's unreal. I mean, you saw Felino get a. I think Felino's was the power play goal last night, right? Yeah, and yeah, uh, the
1: like another thing too is uh, well, a couple things. First of all, Marshawn, those hips don't lie, dude. <laughs> Fucking Christ, the slap shot has gotten even better since last year. Like that, He's not a big guy, but he's. I think he's really trying to figure out how he can be lethal like that, and it's like you said, you got Pasternak just. He's got that OV like slap shot from that side. Marshawn, who's just a lethal threat, shooting, passing, doesn't matter. Bergeron in the bottom. What a great problem to have, eh? And then you got guys like Lindholm and McAvoy at the top, just dishing pucks left and right. Like it, it, it's honestly, it's, uh, I just can't get over the fact that how much fun it is to watch. And then on top of that, we're talking about Debrusque earlier the way he's learned how to push off from that spot and just drive the front of the net, like he had three net front drives last game against Tampa and their big defense. Like it's, it's just, it's so much fun to watch. Um Monty's even doing situationally, like you see him throw McAvoy and Lindholm out there and, you know, take um DeBrusque off and have Berge go net front. Like it, it's, it, this team's firing on all cylinders right now. Um it's it's hard not to say that they're a le- like the most legit Stanley Cup contender in the league right now other than a couple other teams.
0: Yeah, well, a- absolutely. I mean, the only two teams ahead of them on the power play are the Edmonton Oilers and Colorado Avalanche. And, and Edmonton's just an anomaly. You got two best players in the yeah, world on your Yeah. legit, play. the two best players in the world and probably the fastest skater we might ever see to play the game too. So it's yeah. just it it's unfair with those two, but that I mean, you Edmonton's a whole different story because they got those two guys and then who else you know yeah where this is like one year where this the depth I and let's get into the depth real quick too because the depth that the Bruins have not just on the power play unit but as a team and a whole like as a whole it's fucking scary and we did not have this before and I'm sure obviously you weren't on the pod waves this summer, but I'm sure you were kind of begging for a Filino buyout at some point. Um, and, or maybe hoping that he would get waived or claimed and he did get waived, but he didn't make it down or get claimed. And thankfully he didn't. Yeah. The 3.8 million sucks. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Like it, it, it sucks, but the way he's playing, that almost justifies the contract, especially if the bruins knock on wood end up winning it this year then no one's going to talk about that first year no everyone's going to focus on this year and say that contract was was 100% worth it because you see what he does for the locker room itself we saw that last year he wasn't producing on the ice we see it this year and then he brings in a guy like aj Greer, more great great actually sneaky great shot someone who's going to challenge trent frederick for that third line spot even though he's been playing on the fourth line as well lately but that fourth line and i forget someone who tweeted it out a few days ago but this fourth line and now that Nosik finally got his first goal of the season, now he has two on the season and he had a yeah. sneaky point streak as well. But this fourth line brings back memories of the Merlot line. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a Sean Thornton, you don't have a Gregory Campbell, but they do whatever it takes. And Felino looks like a guy who's playing like it could potentially be his last NHL season. And it very well likely could be. And He's a guy who hasn't won a Stanley Cup and probably wants to go out on top, as every player fucking does. But a guy like Nosik, who has a contract year, a guy like Greer—I think Greer signed a one-year deal, if I remember correctly. So you got, yeah. and on even if it, even if he does have a two-year deal, you got three it's guys under nine hundred
1: k either way. If it's yeah. one or two years, so yeah, like...
0: yeah. So you got you got three guys on that fourth line who are playing every game like it's their last fucking game because. Felino's well aware of his position. he heard the outside noise. I'm sure I mean he's human and he's really shutting us up and he's shutting me up. he's I'm sure he's shutting you up. I mean he's a I did like the signing. I did like the signing at the time. I hated the money, but I thought he was going to bring more to the team and you kind of see it this year. what I see this year is what I expected last year did I expect it maybe middle middle six yeah, not bottom six but the depth is scary sweeney has done a great job and um he he's done a great job at fully completing this team with the salary cap being what it is and not going up at all and uh, i th- it well it just went up a million this year so that basically was aj greer right there but um the depth is one of the scary things for opposing teams i would say it's not it's something we haven't seen in a little bit i would say right
1: oh yeah and uh man you want to talk about big dick uncle nick man like (laughs) holy shit hey he might get 60 points this year like i'm not even joking i saw your tweet last night
0: about that yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: like what's going on but i I, honestly i i've always i love the signing i didn't like the cap hit obviously i uh, to be honest, I'll, I'm going to wear my hat. I was a big supporter of Felino, even at his darkest moments. Um, I didn't think he was going to get, um, what's it called, bought out this year just because of the way that I listened to Dom explain it on another podcast. It just wouldn't make sense with them with the overages from Bergeron and Krejci. But I had a feeling he was going to get waived, and he was. it was rightfully so. Like I had no problem with that. And look at the response you got you keep hearing the guys in the locker room talking about this is the Nick Foligno. We always knew that the media and fans might not have seen. This is the healthy Nick Felino, a guy who has his kid in a year of Boston schools. He's living in his house. You know what I mean? Same type of thing with Allmark. And, um, I just, I don't know. I've always been a huge Nick Felino guy. Ottawa is my Canadian team. So when he was younger, I loved him on Ottawa. I was actually upset when he got traded to Columbus, but, it's just you're right this depth was
0: sorry to cut you off Ottawa is your like Canadian team right Yeah Okay yeah, yeah that's yeah, what like I thought them. But yeah, sorry would, yeah go on I'll
1: drive uh I Ottawa's like an 8 hour drive pretty much Holy almost shit. same as Boston yeah from where I am and uh I'll drive up to there and go see games cuz it's in my country as I'm Canadian and uh I don't every year around my birthday the Bruins would normally play in mm-hmm. Ottawa so I'd get the lucky chance of that but yeah, I, I just, I love the depth. Like, think about it this way. Riley and Smith, guys in your everyday roster last year, are your scratches right now. Yeah, they might not fit into Montgomery's system, but that is the type of depth of a Stanley Cup contending team. You don't like the salary they're getting paid. You don't like the cap hits. And that's definitely going to get sorted out soon, as Forbert was practicing today, I saw um in florida which is yeah. insane medical staff another shout out to you guys but this step is crazy man i you're getting it when the big boys don't have it you get it from the bottom six when the bottom six doesn't have it you're getting it from the big boys and then sometimes you see nights like pittsburgh where no one has it and everyone picks up their jock and starts playing together so it's like this depth is unbelievable the camaraderie this team has um like to be honest i gotta eat crow on on uh, no sick i was like dude what are we doing with that almost two million dollars like that could be shed you know just thinking stuff in my head and um um, bringing in Greer's been a great spark. Um, he's been a little quieter the past couple of games, other than some fights that were duly noted and needed um to stick. Monty keeps talking about that. The way these guys stick up for each other and they have each other's back. He he says that he's just happy to be a part of that. And when a coach is saying that, that means he's like, Yeah, he's coaching, he's doing what he needs to, but he's he can sit back and let the other guys do what they have to. He doesn't have to micromanage. He can, he can um uh like he'll he'll see greer come up and fight for frederick which cues another fight because they're the bash brothers and they're just gonna (laughs) you know wreck everyone in their way but yeah this this step's amazing a guy i want to shout out uh because i was i was tough on sweeney at the beginning of the year i'm not gonna lie i was not i was kind of confused at some of the moves he made they really fell into place i love the of for zaka trade and like what a what a um a tool in the toolbox that that guy is eh? play anywhere in your top nine. Like I don't get, see, this is the problem with the new Jersey fans chirping them online. I keep seeing it on Twitter. They're chirping the guy that they thought they were going to get. We see the guy that he can be in a Stanley cup contending lineup. And we're like, what's the problem? You got a guy who can play in your top nine, who makes under $4 million a year, who puts up, let's say 50 to 60 points a year. I, I you know what I mean? Maybe because yeah. we picked so low for so long in drafts and we've had tough times with Frederick and other players making the jump to the NHL. Maybe that's where, why we look at it that way, but Holy shit, Zaka, Fellino, no sick Greer. Uh, I would love to see Smith get his game, but it kind of feels like him and Riley are out the door to make some cap room for the trade deadline.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you're cutting it close to because Forboard who broke his finger he's getting Close to return as you said he was Practicing today and um You can never believe Monty when He gives a timeline now because oh, I love such... that Yeah me too <laughs> but I mean you knew Swayman was coming back That last game or he was going to back Up whatever Um But uh, yeah it all started When he said what Mar- Something about Marshy and then Mar- next yeah. thing You know Marshy's in And it's it and Then mcavoy comes back you know he's gonna come back that game and my favorite
1: line is they're checking off the boxes
0: yeah i, I yeah. love
1: that line dude what a when, when he says that
0: then all the boxes are checked off and it's like <laughs> yeah. all the, you know but no you, you're exactly right and i i can understand the frustration from devils fans when you draft a guy third or fourth overall whatever he was uh it's definitely frustrating when he doesn't produce i mean he i would say he's underperformed for a majority of his career. He's a young buck though. Only 25. He's, he's a big body. So like when you see a guy like that, who's six, three, 210 pounds, you expect more dominance from a guy like that, especially a highly touted draft pick, but he's fitting in just fine. He's playing middle six, basically. He's Um, so fast. So fast and so strong. And that, that play he made to get crechey at the first or second goal that game the other night, fucking unreal man it's just they play for each other and that's the biggest thing you see for this team it's no i and team for this team it's no it's no hero hero play or anything like that it's everyone's producing when was the last time we were able to say all fucking three lines are going never mind that the fourth all four lines are going it's always been bergeron's line and then let's hope that the other lines score (laughs) it's and we finally have three legitimate lines that are threats at all times. And I, you could even make the case for four legitimate lines that are mm-hmm. legit threats to score at all time, because now that Nosik got the monkey off his back and, and I was a Nosik guy. I thought he could have been the odd man out just because of the salary cap hit and him being a fourth liner, but he is great on the PK and people did up, bring up good points where he is your only left-handed uh centerman basically if is going to play wing i mean he's great in the face-off dot he he's great on the pk and he's a
1: puck hound which yeah. i've always liked from him
0: and i love seeing that out of your centerman on especially on the bottom six like mm-hmm. good luck trying to get the puck from them it's like and and he's like a sneaky big body too i think he's i gotta pop it up real quick um
1: Drop the mitts for pasta too. I was like, yeah. okay, you're winning me over, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even uh, though it was just a wrestling match, you stick up for your teammate.
0: Yeah, it's 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 the thought that counts. Even if he got fucking knocked out, it's the thought that counts. But he's a guy, he's 6'2, 205. So he he's he's a bigger body in the NHL these days, at least. Uh Yo, you know, we're
1: sneaky heavy this year, eh? Yeah, like, we're yeah. really sneaky. Like Zaka, like when I realized how big he was, and like you said, about um that 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 play where he just one-armed a guy and then one-handed the puck to creche i was Mm -hmm. like dude this guy he's got like that coil thing where he's just like an ox he can fly on the ice he's big like
0: just strong on the skates
1: yeah and that's the thing too like in new jersey he didn't have great minds and talent like he has around him now
0: yeah and it's hard to build chemistry when it's kind of a revolving door over there and you just, just have young talent who are, they're just trying to get comfortable in the league and find a place for themselves where you have guys who are settled in here. You got Coyle who has that con you got all these guys who have these contracts with the Bruins and know that they're not going anywhere. Basically you got guys like Kraychie and Bergeron who could potentially be one last ride with them this season. It, It just, The vibes in the locker room have to be unmatched right now because
1: immaculate.
0: Yeah. And it has to help guys like that just settle in real quick. I mean, you saw the picture they posted this morning or last night. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all I could think of the biggest takeaway from that picture was all I could think about was fucking Strawman and yeah. <laughs> uh, Strawman and Grizick. It looked like father son shit. It was yeah. fucking bizarre, but I loved it, man. A guy like Strawman, where his family's still in uh, staying in Arizona, he was only going to sign with a contending team, and he, he chose just,
1: Boston too. Yeah,
0: he wanted to make sure it was the right fit, and I'm glad that it happened. And at first, he didn't look good, but it with the preseason, he looked good. Um, so it. Basically, it was like, all right, it's a no-brainer. Sign this guy to the PTO, uh to PTO, or sign this guy to I've yeah, the veteran cont- minimum. Yeah, whatever. No, he got a
1: he got a million, but I'm okay with that. Uh um, yeah. I saw it's like it's 250 grand, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that's one thing that I was gonna say too about the Zaka stuff and strawman You could throw in this boat as well. Nobody's been talking about the fact that Zaka literally worked his contract around bringing Krejci and Bergeron back he was like I'll sign a one-year show me deal I'll take like you know the most you can give me for, for, for my skill set and even Stroman Stroman waited until after um the waivers or they, they put Felino and Riley through the waivers deliberately so he could get you know the amount of money for him and his family but also like you know littlest amounts so that he could help this team win and move forward and that's just something that you know isn't getting really talked about or applauded like this is one of those situations where the team is literally like it's like you said, it's like one of those last dance situations where the, the team has understood, Hey, we, this is, this might be it for Bergeron Crecci. Like we already had Crecci leave. We don't want to see Bergeron leave without giving another crack at the cup. You got Fellino, who's, you know, never won a cup searching for a cup. You don't know if this is his last year or not. I, I just find it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those years where everyone's buying in uh, top down in the organization. And, it's awesome to see because like Zaka probably could have got more on the open market. Obviously it was a trade situation. We had his rights, but yeah. that he was that an
0: RFA. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. But the fact that he's willing to be like, all right, I'll push this to next year. He knows he wants to stay in Boston long-term Boston wants him long-term. It's literally like a handshake agreement. Like after January 1st, we'll start talking again and we'll see where we can go from here.
0: Yeah. And going forward, regardless if. Verge run or creature return. That's a guy that you can't afford to lose cuz you see the difference. Mm-hmm. You see the difference in the team and potential to see. Yeah, Like no, he's only 24. That's what people forget. They just yeah, he's newly 25 basically. Okay, there you go. Yeah, two two and a half months in, I think, whatever. I think he turned 25 in September. Um that guy boosie But uh, yeah, it's he's a young buck still, dude, and like it you just i don't know like a a guy like that who's perfectly okay with especially in the contract year playing third line he's getting he's averaging 15 minutes and 31 seconds a game so it's not terrible uh it's pretty good solid minutes where you're if if i'm looking at it real quick you got creche uh just under 17 minutes bergeron and Marshy a little over eighteen minutes. Pasta uh, just under twenty minutes. So it's like he's okay with taking a few shifts off and taking some ice time off um, for the team to win. Because he could easily, in a contract year, a guy with his talent, kind of cause a fuss about this. Be like, hey, like Krejci's been like when Krejci come back, came back from the injury. Um, hey, Krejci's not playing too well. Put me up at two line, second line, centerman, and let me uh get my money basically let let me yeah. eat let me eat because yes. <laughs> like he he's a guy who's capable of it i uh, he filled in a little bit while uh cratech was out and he has he certainly has the ability to play i guess one the first or second line you could say really any of the top 3 centerman uh positions that he's capable of because Say Krejci didn't return, I would pick him as the second line centerman over Coil because we tried that coil experiment before and just didn't work out. And you saw that Coyle is just more comfortable, better off playing third line centerman. Yeah, he's a bit, Yeah, and he's a little bit overpaid for that. It is what it is. But um, that's when you get the best coil. So, and not only that, he's great on the PK as well.
1: So, oh, dude, what's with the faceoffs this year? He's got like one of the best faceoff percentages on our team. Like, and he's always really struggled at that. And that's one of the problems I had with his contract. I'm like, all right, if you're going to be a third line center, that's fine. Yeah. But you got to do these other things. Right. And it seems like he, it's crazy. Everyone keeps talking about how they're healthy this year. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things like last year was a punt at year. And as fans, we didn't even know it. Cause we didn't even know how riddled these guys were from injuries from the past three, four years of cup runs.
0: Yeah, no. And it's funny that people are like saying that because, you know, you went what the first 10 games with two of your best players on the team and uh, every single game that the Bruins play. Sweeney looks smarter and smarter Because of that Lindholm deal I mean oh Mark a- Mark actually uh Mark Alred, uh, CEO of Black and Gold Productions And hosted the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast He actually had a fun stat this morning That he put out It might have been last night but I saw it today um, Last night's game was the first Minus game that Lindholm Has had in a Bruins sweater That's Insane. fucking unreal dude And not only and that then, he's hey, In the
1: National Hockey League
0: National Hockey like, League, <laughs> yeah, like, and not only that, he he had to carry some guys when he's, uh, especially at the beginning of the season. I shouldn't say carry because that's kind of diminishing their play, but
1: you no, know, it was more like, "Hey guys, I'm going this way. Come with me."
0: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. He had to be the leader of the pack back there, basically, because Carlo just won't take the reins over there. But he and I think maybe in the back of his mind, he knew that to um, not to brusque um mcavoy was going to return at some point that he was no longer going to be the one a or number one guy i've we finally have a one a one b situation basically since the char and seidenberg days but Lindholm's a guy who can produce points seidenberg wasn't that guy those two were shut down on the pk And that's basically what led you to the Stanley Cup win in 2011 with those two. But I see a lot of that in McAvoy and Lindholm when it comes to the playoffs and you need to shut a team down or you just need a shift or two of pure dominance. You throw those two out there and pair them up together because they just those two are just having – I mean, McAvoy has played six games. He's got nine points, I believe it is. Oh,
1: God, I know.
0: I mean, he, he looked came a little back...
1: rusty for the first couple of games, but holy shit, as he turned it on the past couple.
0: Yeah, no, excuse me he he does he did, and he's just really turning it up and. Dude, he looked rusty and scored a
1: game winner. Yeah, he game got the back. Game like, winner. I was like, wh- I was like, this is insane. This is one of those years you can't even write in a storybook.
0: Yeah, and a guy like Lindholm in that come from behind win against Pittsburgh, he gets the overtime winner in a fucking snipe.
1: I mean the guy think just that home's been waiting to, to break out like this though. You know, I know what I so. mean? I think like he's that held age. back a little
0: bit. Yeah. Ty Anderson brought up a good point where he was kind of babying and kind of teaching the ways of uh Jamie Drysdale over there. I think its first name's Jamie. I could be wrong, but yeah, Drysdale is. over there, yeah. And he was kind of teaching him the way. So he was kind of being held back because he had to basically, you know. Dog sitter friggin you know puppy Mm. Basically it's yeah and You can see it I mean yeah he had An injury when he came over here to the Bruins Um or he Got injured when he came over here he suffered that that Concussion and he just he Never fully looked like He was comfortable coming back Um you saw when he came back I At least I saw it I don't know if he Had it before but he did get a Visor that was a little bit uh Tinted Tinted. yeah Yeah, so It
1: yeah it's the migraines,
0: yeah. and I don't it, I know the lighting on that ice gets fucking bright as hell. Yeah. but I don't know if he had that before or not. I don't remember i I don't remember seeing that before, but he looks like a guy who's fully healthy. um, you because you've seen a guy like Carlo as well suffer concussions, and he just comes back and he looks timid and mm-hmm. just doesn't look and he's had up and down games, um I would say more up lately than anything. but lynn looks like a guy who's fully healthy and he got his contract he's getting paid he's on a stanley cup uh base like he's on the stanley cup uh contending team for the first time in however many years or first time ever if anything Mm um he he made a he made a comment basically saying when he got traded over here like this is like You know, colder city, like hockey city Like this is what hockey's about It's more like Sweden Yeah, yeah, exactly Like, you know, it kind of reminds him of home and stuff And him and his girlfriend have settled in They, you know, he's This is the first of, what, eight years here now Oh, God (laughs) And then, never mind (laughs) that You got McAvoy for eight years, too So you're Uh, looking at a 1A, 1B for the next eight years and I don't see Lindholm slowing down anytime soon. And even if he does, he can resort to Chara, who's obviously recently retired, and just be like, "Hey, I'm slowing down a bit. How do I use my height as my advantage?" He's no Chara, obviously, but he's just, I think he's six three as well. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think it's a big boy. I think Lindholm six three. We'll look it up. It says six three two ten basically. So he's he's a big boy. He's a thick boy as well. So. Um, he looks like he plays bigger though. That's the thing. He doesn't yeah. look six, three and Um, he, you he know- skates like uh, kale McCarr. Like yeah. that, that's, that's the one
1: thing with it. Like you just said, if he does slow down, I know we're jumping like years ahead here, but if he does slow down, he's such a smooth skater. I think he's going to be able to get away with like the crazy thing. Really? Yeah. He's not the fastest guy, but his skating and hockey IQ trumps the speed. And it's yeah. like, it's like we what's the theme to this whole pod at this point? It's like what are Felino, Allmark, and Lindholm, two of three arguably most consistent and best players on our team have in comp, uh, com, common right now. They're both they're all comfortable, they all have job security, and um they're a lot like you know, they're a year into this thing. They, did they, you say
0: Allmark as well by any chance? I Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, Allmark. yeah yeah it's like all three of them keep talking about how comfortable they are now their job security of having these contracts like it's like this all plays us st- they're humans people forget that
0: you know? yeah
1: they're going to work every day
0: imagine i don't know in correlation where you are in canada because i don't know canada at all outside of montreal but basically <laughs> imagine yeah yeah shame on me but um i guess basically imagine you move from where you are to i guess western canada where that would be what edmonton and yeah yeah you know and then you have to start a new job a few days later like you don't know anyone you might know a few guys but you really don't know anyone and getting
1: kids my kids that i don't have in school like, my wife needs to find her new coffee shop, or like, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, there's the, the small things is what I mean. I do not mean anything by that, but you know what I mean? Just your daily routine is what I'm, trying yeah,
0: to say. because as we know, uh, hockey players are creatures of uh, routine and um, superstition, basically. Oh, and they all
1: have OCD, like, yeah, actually.
0: oh, one, 100%. I mean, yeah. You did you see the Malkin celebr one thousand game celebration? Yes, that was
1: hilarious. <laughs> that I love
0: that. That was so funny. Not a but, big
1: Malkin um, guy, but that was cool.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's I I think he's a hell of a player, but I think he's just a too much head case. Yeah, too much baggage. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the way he swings that stick around to at oh, times, God. and um the Russian players themselves are just sus.
1: Yeah, ruthless
0: Yeah, ruthless. don't come at me Russian people though If you're Russian and listen to this podcast I love you, but you're Because that's your awful
1: choppy in the neck,
0: dog Yeah, and then he will give me a bump to do
1: <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, keep you up open. all night
0: after Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Then you're um, going to Montreal
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah um, But yeah, it's just And then that, that leads us basically into a, a great segue into this next topic Is because Lindholm, we talked about it before man uh this is just and i don't know if you're caught up on all all episodes but i had mark on before the podcast before the season and we talked about we made predictions like we asked each other uh who's your seventh player award winner for this season if you had to guess at the end of the season and we both said all mark and i thought this is I shouldn't say this is the all mark I thought we were getting. I didn't see him being this good, but I thought he was going to be a pretty good player and people didn't give him the chance because everyone fucking loves Swayman, which rightfully swos rightfully Jesus rightfully. So holy shit, Boosie, there you go rightfully. So I mean, Swayman's so likable. He's 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 basically kind of been a stud for the most part. I would say 90% of his NHL career. He's been a stud since he's, came up and he's likable. he's just easy going dude. he's just a hockey player who just is such a simple minded guy. and Alaska, then you got dude. yeah dude they, he spends his off seasons back in Alaska just fishing living the best yeah. life. um but then you sign a guy like all oh, Mark with a five year deal uh no four four year deal five mil I think it's four yeah, five yeah million, yeah five and five million a year. And right away, people are already fucking asking Sweeney to trade him away to clear up salary cap because that's a good chunk. But that's he had good numbers, <coughs> good ish numbers for playing on a shitty team. He always gave the Bruins a tough time whenever we played against them. Um, And you're starting to see who he truly is. He's finally on a good team. He has a great defense in front of him. Um and you saw him start to get comfortable last year, and he just looks like he's really dialed in and settled in. And uh he's just taking the bull by the horns right now and basically saying, This is my net, so and come and get it. But it's that healthy, it's that healthy like competition, you know, as as you want. You don't want a clear like because those days are long gone. Let's be honest. There's no it's Tim Thomas, hey Tim Thomas, play 60 games and we'll try to get uh raskin for 22 of those games it's no longer like that it's a 50 50 split but it builds healthy competition because a lot of guys they want to when they're hot they want to keep playing and all oh, marks already played I, I believe it's 12 games he's already started or played in now he's played 15 games sorry uh he's 13 and one right now with a 196 uh goals against average and uh um 935 save percentage it's Third. i don't think anyone saw this coming out of him i saw him having a great year I just did not see this how about yes. you buddy
1: so a couple of things there like yeah it, ha- it has been amazing to watch Elmark do this I'm not like I'm not even tooting my own hoard here but we're back when me and Kev were doing the Beehive podcast um one of my predictions was that uh mm-hmm. like if RAS comes back this was last year now. So if Rask comes back, you'll see Olmark become the number two, whatever. And I said, if that happens in Olmark's second year, you're going to see him win the Vesna. And that was me going off the fact that, oh, he's going to learn so much from Rask. And, you know, uh, the just the hockey mind that Rask has. You was here about how intelligent he was and stuff. And I got that same type of vibe from Olmark. Guy's a warrior. Guy's a, a workhorse. I didn't think it was going to be like this. But, you know, as I had my Bruins Homer glasses on and <laughs> I I definitely want like, you know, I thought in my head, I'm like this, like Omar could be a Vesna candidate within a year. And it's like you're saying, like, what is there, like three goalies in the league that are legit number ones, maybe four. You got Sorokin, Vasilevsky, Ottinger and shesterkin other than that you have one a one b situations all around the league and it's just where you've seen it go and i did listen to that podcast with you and mark um shout out to mark allred miss you buddy it's been a long time we'll get chatting soon but i'm going to use one of his one of his favorite lines all mark got screwed last year by the shiny toy brigade and don't (laughs) get me wrong it's 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 fun to root for the new shiny toy, if you will, but
0: not only that, sorry to cut you off real quick yep. before I forget to say this. Not only that, it's also nice to see a player develop into someone so so as good as him that the Bruins did draft as well. A so.
1: third third round pick, too. Yeah, so it's not like we picked him in the first or second round, you know. We we didn't even have these high hopes for him. We'd hope sorry, we did hope he'd be a great goalie, but we didn't know that it was gonna be as much of a trajectory as it has been so far um but yeah it just i just feel like Omar got screwed by that last year but like you said you saw shades of this um on the west coast road swing i'm pretty sure once oh, that was when omark last year got hot i think that's yeah, i think that's when it was and then even people talking about him being the number one going into uh the playoffs i understood why they played the goalies like they did because they didn't want Swayman getting shellacked on the road if they did have to go back to him blah blah blah, that's last year but it's just been awesome to see like I said Allmark get he's so comfortable um like we both watched behind the b like you saw him in Sweden with his family like he he looks like he's in a different mindset uh you see him working out and you're like holy shit this guy's like he's pretty crazy in the weight room like some of the workouts i was watching him do i was like i was like man he he's really works on his core and uh he said something about being in a crouch position a lot so he really works at his knees because he's had knee problems in the past it just it seems like he's got it dialed in on every aspect um one thing i am gonna note is i i for all the people out there like oh they're gonna wear him out they're gonna play him too much with Swayman coming back now and being healthy, I really don't think you're going to see that. I don't think it's going to be a split like it was last year, obviously, because that would mean Allmark's got to sit up 12 games or six games or whatever the difference is. Yeah. But this healthy competition lineup top to bottom. All the way down to the crease is insane you hear about monty talking nobody's coming to the rink with a bad attitude nobody's sulking everyone's like what can i do to get back in the lineup and you know it's going to be the same thing with those goalies because you hear stories about how swayman said last year to sweeney okay if ras doesn't do good and all mark isn't playing good like that's my net and i want you to know that and that was the interview they had before he was going down to providence for his three game stint so you know that yeah they're friends the goalie hug is the one of the best things in hockey they were cheering it in tampa's arena last night i was watching the uh, i I had it muted so i didn't oh my god dude they they wait like think about this boston comes into your building somewhat of a rival the past couple years they somewhat spank you there was a little bit of resurgence in the end and then you cheer their goalie hug <laughs> that felt like the biggest like i'm coming into your house and doing whatever i want oh and on top God. of that Bergie gets his thousandth point so <laughs> it was it was a good game but Holy yeah shit, yeah um i'm happy to see olmark thriving um he, he seems like such a nice dude i dude i love him in interviews he's so yeah. like yeah he's just I, so
0: happy man yeah
1: he's like yeah i stopped the puck like yeah. it's just like so matter of fact so calm like he yeah. knows he knows the lines to give uh to to the reporters in the room to give them a chuckle and stuff so it, i don't know it's just awesome to see uh you couldn't ask like i keep going back to felino olmark and um lindholm like the, they just seem like such great guys such a great group and i'm just happy to see all three of them are having the success that we we thought that they could get to eventually
0: yeah, it, it is nice because it's just, and I noted on previous uh, episodes too. Like, I think last year, just the thought of knowing that Rask was right around the corner and it was only a matter of time till he came back at some point that season. And with a guy like, young guy like Swayman, who knew he was the odd man out probably just because of his contract, and a guy like Allmark who signed that deal and, was probably wondering that, like, okay, like, what's that going to do to my minutes when he comes back? Because, like, of all people, this is Tuka fucking Rask. This isn't just a Joe Schmo coming back. Uh, it, This isn't Craig Anderson coming back for one more season and yeah. having another kick at the can. This is one of the best goaltenders to ever play the game. So I'm sure it was in their head at some point last season. Not only that, Swa- uh, all Mark trying to get comfortable and settled in, because I think he has two or three kids, Uh, you know. Yeah. It, and it's The not dogs. A- yeah, the dogs. <laughs> Can't
1: forget about the dogs, dude.
0: And it's it's not a giant move going from Buffalo to Boston, but it is a move it it is tough for the family. I mean, I don't know if you listen to Monty on um the Cam Strict podcast, but he was talking about and this is a little bit different cuz he does have some older his kids are a little bit older, he's a little bit older obviously, but some players like I I know I know Marshy has Kid or two that's just a little bit older um Older than Most kids you would see that the Bruins Do have Bruins players do have But he talked about how he asked His oldest son he's like hey like We have to move to We have to move to Boston I signed this deal um, But you can stay with grandma If you want to continue playing hockey Here and stay with Your friends and that's a tough Decision and that's a and granted At the end of the day his son ended up uh, Moving with him and whatnot but like those are the day-to-day struggles that players have to deal with because yeah some players have a partial no movement clause and stuff like that but at any time of the day especially come trade trade deadline day it's scary for all players because you just have to basically act like the trade never happened two or three days ago plug in and just play you know 15 to 20 minutes a night and just you know, go to
1: your new job pretty
0: ha- much. Yeah. And have someone else worry about your old home. You're moving your stuff and all that. You have to stay in a hotel room. It, it is, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I can't even imagine doing that. I, I don't even like nights when I I can't sleep in my own home because it's just like, it's, <laughs> it throws me off. So yeah. um, It's, it's just nice though, because I feel like, Especially towards the end of last season, I you just saw this great start. Not this great start, but this nice duo coming. And Swayman didn't even start off that hot either. I mean, he still has a two eight two uh goals against average. Not the best, not where he wants it to be. He's coming back from injury, but he's looked good. And I imagine he's going to get the start. If you're listening today, tonight against uh, Florida, against the Panthers, because I definitely want to see all and net against the Hurricanes Friday. But I'd imagine he's going to get more, some more starts down the road because there is a 10 game differ, differential between Swayman and Allmark. If you're going to try to stay near the 50-50 split, I don't think that's doable right now unless all gets cold at some point. But I, it, we're at a point. And we're what seventeen games in, right? Seventeen games into the uh, into the season, or sorry, nineteen games into the season. Birds are seventeen and two. Um, If going into every game, it feels like they just cannot lose. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they do have a tough stretch coming up, but it just feels like it's just with and and a lot of this depends on how Swayman plays as well. I mean, we've only seen him one game since coming back from his injury. It was what a five-one win against a shitty team, the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. or was it yeah? 5-2? He had like
1: 12 shots.
0: Yeah, the first period alone, they only had one shot on him. It yeah. was just and like... that was
1: questionable, it was like a dump in.
0: Yeah. And holy shit. I I I missed that game, but I'm just seeing now that McVoy had four apples that game. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so he wasn't truly tested, but that is a good game for him to come back into. Um kind of just, you know, shake off the rust, get a little bit of a sweat in. And, you know, Panthers aren't having a great start to the season. They're nine, eight, and two right now with 20 points. Uh, but the Hurricanes, you know, they're 10, 5, and 4. Uh, they're they're a team that made some big moves this offseason. So it could be a true test for the Bruins. And it's nice that they're at home, a team that's undefeated at home. But Yeah, they're going to be battle-tested for the next few weeks, and um, I'm excited to see how Swayman bounces back because it's tough to judge him off that game against the Blackhawks. And Allmark, I think you kind of see what you're going to get out of him. I expect him to take a little bit of a dip this season. If he doesn't, that's fucking phenomenal. But, I mean, I think the way he's playing right now, it's kind of hard to maintain that. I mean, we've seen guys like Vasilevsky maintain that, but that's Vasilevsky. That's not Linus Allmark.
1: Yeah, and well, that's it. Like I, I heard Razor talking about this on the morning brew, about how this is what you expect now. <clears throat> Two months of this from Allmark, this is kind of what you expect now, right? Like you expect yes. him to battle, um, and he it see, w- one thing we had a problem with with our duo last year. It's almost like they couldn't steal us a game when we really needed it. Like you can even go back to Game Seven against Carolina.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's, I, uh, and another like touch on another thing you said there. It, it, it almost seems like they can't lose, and to spin that, it, they find any way possible to win. It's insane. Like some of the lengths of like that Pittsburgh game, for example. Omar came back in after Swayman, uh, got injured. Dude, like this guy's like in the locker room, probably like my night's over. You know, like getting ready to do his pre-game or post-game stuff, and um he's in mentally he's completely out of the game then he goes back in as a bit a big reason why we win that game and it just kind of shows me right there that that this guy um you know he's dialed in and if he keeps like we're two months in he's still doing this three months like like i said he's already being considered in the vesna conversation and rightfully so he's been playing great but you gotta you gotta keep it up all year i think he will um like you said hopefully swayman Uh, bounces back good and can give him some relief just in days off and rest because like let's be serious at this point in the season like you want mark as your number one going into the playoffs and people that is no slight to Swayman. Swayman's a young guy we got time we got team control over him his next contract's going to be a bridge deal most likely like this is your tandem going forward and this is a great problem to have two uh, goalies that can be elite when they need to be can turn it on when they need to be fighting for the number one position and it's like you said it's not a hateful fight like you saw with Fleury and talbot minnesota where talbot gets traded they're pushing each other every day to see if they can make each other better so i don't know but I, you can't say enough about all mark in the start he's had i hope he keeps pushing it forward um like you said we do have some big tests coming up i thought tampa was a real good start Uh, measuring stick to that i know they haven't been playing the greatest this season so far but you know they're going to be there in the end they're the type of team that just finds a way to get in the playoffs yeah yeah
0: that's a team that's played a lot of hockey too so and they had to make some trades to clear up some cap space so i think you're starting to see the i guess the start of a potential downfall with the lightning it's hard to say a potential downfall when they have players of elite level signed to those kind of contracts. But I mean it's yeah, the you you, you want to hope that Swayman obviously contract year and hopefully takes a bridge deal. Yeah, I mean we do have his rights uh right yeah he's an RFA at the end of this year. Uh you want to see him kind of take uh a little bit more control of the net over there and kind of just go on maybe a two, three, four game heater and get some starts in there because um, that's a guy who you're going to need down the stretch. And, you know, all Mark's obviously the clear number one right now if the playoffs were to start tomorrow. But the Bruins are truly going to be battle-tested going forward and not just the forwards and d but the goaltenders itself. I mean, it's kind of hard. Like I said, it's kind of hard to um see how Swayman is going to respond after that injury because that block- Blackhawks game wasn't much to look at. If I pop up the stats real quick i think i know you said he didn't have many shots or saves yeah he only faced 18 shots seven i didn't even see the goal yeah. that they got but i'm sure it, was, it was a
1: tip in that bounced off the ground i'm pretty sure
0: okay so nothing like
1: yeah, It didn't get so, beat yeah
0: clean. yeah so is you know it's not much you can do about that those kind of goals those kind of goals That's are gonna happen. yeah it's yeah. Um, can't stop everything, but it is encouraging that he came back and stopped 17 of 18 shots. And you, you got to hope move, going forward that he's going to be that guy because Bruins fans might want to. They're certainly not complaining this season, but Bruins fans also have to remember the team that we're playing Wednesday night tonight against the Panthers. You got to remember they got basically now going forward after this season, at least I want to say 15 million or just yeah, under just under 15. Just million. Under 15. Uh, tied to their two goaltenders <laughs> where six, six, and even next year it could be 10 or just under 10. Yeah, so and that's um, how the
1: Bruins have normally done it, right? Like Rask was at 7 million, then you had a lock at 2.5. Yeah, so they've normally kept it under 10 in their goalie spots. So if they can do that going forward, like you're saying, uh, I people are just gonna complain just to complain at that point.
0: Yeah, I just like I feel like. Bruins fans are just nitpicking at this point, really, because, you know, it when, when four ready to come back because he's had a hell of a year, um, you do have to clear some cap space and Bruins fans are probably going to be eager to see him jump back into the lineup. But no one's gonna, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, people are pointing at all marks contract, but now it's like. Who who do you, you know, obviously the clear number one is Mike Riley and they're working on the contract or they're working on a trade right now for him trying to find him a new home because he's a guy who I think deserves to be in the NHL and get, you know, regular minutes on a. On a regular night. I'm a big I'm a big Mike Riley guy. Yeah, he can be a complete dumbass sometimes, but I'm a big Mike Riley guy. I I, I wanted Mike Riley over Grizzik because their contracts are kind of similar. But the way Grizzik is playing this year, it's like he heard this podcast and was like, I'm going to show yeah. Lucy up because <laughs> he's he's had a great start since coming back from injury.
1: Oh yeah, we didn't even mention your boy Cliffy either. Eh? Oh my god, I was just about <laughs> to get into that. Cliffy, but, uh, I mean,
0: this we... dude, I mean, holy shit. Never mind that. Not only is he shoving up my fucking hoop, but now he's got the fucking handlebars rocking and he's oh, averaging what 20 a... minutes yeah. a night.
1: I saw your tweet, straight daddy vibes. Dude, I know. Jesus. I, know. I was I, like, I like, Mr.
0: Steal your girl over Seriously, here. Seriously, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta hide your girl with that guy's around <laughs> because He's just showing his pure dominance right now. He's averaging 20 minutes and 53 seconds of ice time right now. Insane. He's eight points on the season. He's a plus ten. That's two
1: goals too in there,
0: right? Uh yeah, two goals. Two big Jeez. goals, too. I know. And he's it's... got 30 or oh, no, I'm trying to he's playing for a contract. Yeah, straight he up.
1: Is. He I'm... I think he knows his day, like this is his last year in Boston. Just...
0: Unfortunately, yeah. I think he's yeah, just... just
1: because like if you look at history it can tell you that they're not going to resign Clifton. You know what I mean? Just by guys they let walk in this situation. Like last year, it was Lazar. He went yeah. to Vancouver, got his bag. Happy he got his bag. Vancouver sucks, but you yeah. know at least he got to go home and get his bag. So, um,
0: and not yeah, only like, that, he's playing himself out of a contract for the Bruins because he's oh, just being yeah. more expensive every game.
1: If Gabranson can get four million from Columbus in the yeah. offseason like cliffy should be getting at least five at that point but yeah l- like you said though uh just to touch back real quick riley i feel bad i've always been tough on him but just because you can see what he can do and then he's when he started catching traction in this um uh oh, what's it called in the system boom McAvoy comes back and it's like what are you gonna do McAvoy? arguably one of the best players on our team it's yeah. weird now because Lindholm's like on his level so it's like who were we arguing about marshawn or M- or mcavoy or Lindholm mm-hmm. or pa- you know what i mean it's like you yeah. got so many weapons at this point but um yeah i i hope smith and riley kind of both get packaged it's just that's how the business side works in this um it'd be nice to clear the six million in a perfect world clearly but you know uh at least you know at least one of them's gonna get traded i do like the defensive depth we have right now but riley being in the ahl just i don't know it's 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 uh sour to chew on if that makes sense
0: yeah no it definitely is especially because him being down in the ahl right now i think you still i think it only takes a million off the books for yeah, you 1.25 1.25 change yeah it, it it's still not enough um Craig Smith obviously the odd man out he's when he does play he's only played 10 games this season he's averaging 10 and a half minutes a game uh he only has three points he's, he's not struggling having in this he system. is struggling and you know what the scary part is it stems back from last season where at the end of the season where he really his play really did take a dip he was like oh yeah no injuries no injuries yeah you in said this part. on the last pod yeah. yeah yeah that's that's concerning man like so you 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 just suck all of a sudden I mean yeah he's, he's not that old he's he's thirty three yeah he's got a lot of wear and tear on the legs sure um but he's just it felt it felt like he took a wrong turn somewhere and just hasn't been able to find home since because he's just looked lost and um what's his name uh Frederick has been playing good of lately and A j the play of A j Greer it's just like it's hard to find a home for him right now Lauco. Uh, as well, yeah. Out. No, he did, and of course, Big Dick Uncle Nick. Uh, oh God, assisted his first NHL goal, and that was a yeah. beauty of a pass. But yeah, it, it's just he played himself out of a starting role, and these other guys are stepping up. And I, it sucks because I'm a big Craig Smith guy. Even when he's not producing, he's usually doing something right. But he's just he hasn't looked right this season, and that's if if it's not riley to go it's got to be craig smith obviously if you can package those two and just oh. dump 6 million that'd be a fucking dream but i can understand wanting to dump riley because you're then you you don't you're not tied to that contract going forward because craig smith he's a free agent after this season mike riley is and you're still tied to him for one more year i believe after this and i this.
1: think the actual salary go- i think the, the problem from what i'm getting i'm probably wrong on this but uh, from bits and pieces of other podcasts it sounds like we owe Rye, uh mike riley sorry four million of real dollars next year and i think that's why it's been so hard to trade this contract and Ooh, yeah and it makes it understandable uh, i saw yesterday somebody saying like it sounds like bruins are gonna have to eat a little bit of money and i think that's due to the reason but you're right it's like i want them both to be traded but it, for different reasons i want I I like, man, Smitty, bring your lunch pail to work every day. You know what I mean? Like, just such a blue collar guy, does his job. I I just don't think the system's right for him and the way he shoots the puck from literally anywhere, which has worked out for us in the past and hasn't as well. But, and then you got Riley, who's in the prime of his career playing in the AHL, first game in the AHL, goal and assist. Like, yeah, you you can, it's, it's not where he's needed. And, you know, these things are i really think sweeney's waiting to the last moment moment for the best possible trade he can get which is perfectly fine because forbert like i said he just started practicing today but just for me liking those guys as people i would like to see them moved and get better opportunities because like what smith is probably playing for league minimum next year if he stays on this roster like this
0: yeah exactly and i think he's a guy who can find He's just he might be one of those guys who also just need to change the scenery as well. But he's a guy who I think he is still a little bit more left in the tank. And obviously, and I definitely think um Mike Riley does, but they just they're unfortunately the odd man out at this point. And I it sucks because I thought a, a guy like Mike Riley, yeah, it's a business, and I thought Mike Riley would really thrive under um under Monty's system because he's not a guy who's scared to jump up but then he just like doesn't necessarily get back he and when he does jump up he makes some really dumb decisions and just doesn't really help himself out in that case and he watches
1: the play too much after he jumps yeah what what the term i always use is he watches his pass way too much yeah those guys that just watches pass, which i get because sometimes i make good pass in beer leagues and i'm like oh that didn't work out now i gotta hike back
0: <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> but we can we can get away with that and barely yeah, and yeah. we just not... owe
1: someone a beer after normally the goalie
0: yeah exactly so we're yeah it's just like yeah, I mean the way Grizzlick has been playing since he came back too, he's got six six points in fifteen games. He's averaging just under 18 minutes a game. This guy has looked pretty damn good since returning. So it's just the writing's kinda on the wall there, unfortunately. It's, but it, it's
1: weird what health can do to this yeah, roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone takes a year off to get healthy for Berkey and Cretch to come back. And holy shit, we got a juggernaut all of a sudden. And
0: not not only that, I mean um what the fuck's his name jesus christ what the fuck's his name uh martian holy mm. shit martian <laughs> he says this is the first season he's playing pain-free in insane. What, three years i think he said it's yeah, just since
1: the cup final i'm pretty like that's just me saying that from what he said in his interviews i think he got hurt on that cup run and he's been playing hurt ever since
0: yeah and that that could make perfect sense too because at times during that cup run he was a shell of himself i mean we all remember that ugly oh, that, ass change oh god if we don't have to Andrew Andrew that. That
1: still haunts me yeah <laughs> i'm glad he's in the west coast in vegas
0: yeah and of course Bruce he's in cassidy. vegas yeah, yeah with
1: cassidy
0: <laughs> as we were talking about earlier but
1: oh dude if you had have told me like three years ago that uh Bruce Cassidy would be coaching Eichel, Angelo, and Mark Stone. I'd be like, wow, this Bruins team really changed.
0: Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like <laughs> No, I know. It's um it's it's just crazy how the league work works, how the world works. And um it's just it's it's great storylines for the NHL and the Boston Bruins right now, too. And it'll definitely be a hell of a matchup when they do play Vegas later this season. Um there's just there's so much to be excited for for this team for the nhl and the game just keeps growing thankfully um so you know you heard betman say betman say earlier this season not too long ago lots got to go right basically for the salary cap to jump up four million because it could go anywhere from one to four million and the league is just at an all-time high right now i would say and The reverse retros have come out beautiful for, I would say, majority of the teams. You got the winter classic coming up and the Bruins are just clicking on all cylinders. I mean, everything's going right. Even when they fuck up, they they fix their mistakes. And, you know, it's it's just like this team looks like they love their coach and want to play for. And this is no knock on Cassidy. It's just Mm -mm. I I didn't believe at first that he lost the locker room, but after seeing how the boys are playing this season, it's it's clear as day that he lost the locker room. It's unfortunate, but there is there is a shelf life for all coaches in the NHL. I think the longest tenured right now with one team is um, it's uh the Coop. coach Coop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tampa Capacity was second too.
1: Yeah, that's that's even so crazier like...
0: because it didn't even feel like he was coaching for that long.
1: Yeah. No, and the, like you, you said it perfectly. Like the the league's getting better. I I got a theory that the salary caps going up either way because you see all these ads. There's ads on everything now. I yeah, had a yeah. really big problem with it at first. Mark Allred actually last last year talked me off the ledge of it. But you see helmet <laughs> ads, jersey ads. Now the boards are changing ads throughout the game. Uh, yeah, you you got to think the salary caps going up at, at some point. But um,
0: and the new like TV said,
1: deal. Yeah, new TV deal um and like you said it just adds more parity the league uh the winter classic coming up i don't know man i'm just this it's like a find a way to win season and it feels really fucking good it's been a first time in a long time that i feel comfortable as a bruins fan walking around ontario with you know i got detroit fans around me montreal fans around me and worst of all (laughs) toronto fans around me so
0: (laughs) yeah no it's it's great you can basically leave your house with middle fingers all day basically to the world my
1: my buddy who's a calgary fan i was like dude i got flames bruins cup final and we work together and every day he's like dude we we would get crushed by you guys he was like i don't even want to see what that looks like it's nice to hear that as you know be living in canada as a brew you know, most hated team in Canada, it seems like sometimes. So,
0: yeah, no, it's, it certainly does, especially with the rivalry they have with um, Toronto and Montreal as well. I was Is that saying Vancouver so you can throw
1: in there? Yeah,
0: Vancouver. I mean, uh, Bruins are single handedly responsible for Vancouver burning down to the ground in 2011. But, yeah, um, yeah no, it's, I'm sure that's a great time to be alive for you. And I, I, I had my boy on. Um, and john before earlier in the season Shout and out I, Ange. i'm looking forward to having him on again too because he's a guy who lives in montreal and i want to hear his perspective because i mean i'm sure no one's talking shit to him right now because oh, yeah. you know it's, um montreal's i mean they're already down three nothing as we're recording yeah and they're
1: exciting but they're not they're, ex- they're the definitely same. exciting because yeah. martin
0: saint louis is a likable coach Cole Caulfield, he's a likable player, and I like he, Doc too. He's good. yeah, Kirby Doc. I like him too. Um, I don't think he's going to be the player that people thought he was going to be. No, but
1: that broken wrist early in his career, I think, kind of set him back a bit. Yeah,
0: and then like got, a whole season. Yeah, that and a development season, basically yeah. too. I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, granted, he's still got 16 points in 18 games, but you got a guy like Nick Suzuki who is he the new captain too, right?
1: Yeah, Bergeron light. That's what I call him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's having and he signed that contract and everyone hated it, but uh he's shutting people up right now. He's playing yeah. just over 20 minutes a game and he's averaging he's just he's over a point per game player.
1: I love how at the beginning of the season they're like uh so you're going to take classes and learn how to speak French. He's like, "No." <laughs>
0: yeah. That must have pissed off so many fans too.
1: Dude, so I watched him play growing up. He's from London, my hometown
0: no shit really yeah
1: yeah the nick suzuki Yeah, him and his brother they used to play nights with me when we were london
0: fucking nights i love how biz always shits on them oh
1: dude it's all it's all true paying the players and stuff it's all
0: true yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's they actually
1: asked him to stop saying that too because yeah i'm uh family friends with the hunters so i asked about it and he was like yeah yeah i tried to get i tried to get them like eat dale and mark hunter on separately uh to my podcast and they're like i'm not going on a fucking bruins podcast yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: i'm sure they would get fucking ripped for that Oh yeah and then yeah but that's a team that has a lot of promise too which would be nice because i think it's better for the nhl and the montreal Canadiens, such a storied franchise is good yeah and it's
1: it's weird because like a lot of Bruins fans on Twitter that like I talked to you guys, you guys all hate the Leafs, but like I live in Ontario, like an hour and a half from Toronto. So we've respectively owned the Leafs for the past yeah. like five or six. So I'm like, whatever, not a big deal. I hate Montreal. I love hating Montreal too. From yeah. Series when we were a kid, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a beautiful time to be a Bruins fan right now. And I'm yeah, glad it, I was. I got to come on here and talk Bees with you because yeah, no, it's been a blast it's,
0: it's been a lot of fun man and we could Definitely have to get you on again soon because I feel like there's so much to Catch up on and talk about with This team and getting you back on the pod Waves it's so much to talk about And not enough to do in one episode But like I I, I, I get what you're saying a lot of team Obviously more so recently Bruins fans hate Toronto fans because they are fucking annoying online oh, on Twitter. Yeah. They're they're the absolute worst. And I will say Bruins fans aren't much better. I would they are better, but some Bruins fans, man, not all of them, but some Bruins fans are just cringe. But it is better for the league when the Canadians are good and it's more fun for the Bruins. I mean I, I was listening to the hockey show on 985, the local sports radio show here the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually listen to it on the on the podcast form after the show if you're ever interested in hearing about it. They just basically touch up on the past week of the Bruins. It's great talk because they have the uh radio guys, play by play announcers on there, and they were they were talking about how the Canadians only come here once this season and that should be a fucking crime itself so we only play them three times then um i'm 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 gonna have to look at the schedule but yeah. not only that i'm pretty sure montreal doesn't have a nationally televised game televised game this season either
1: well and that's the thing so you have the bruins and munch like bruins and canadians no matter how shitty or good each team is those are always great games you know what i mean like i think back to last year when Marshawn had that goal in Montreal where he just deep Jake Allen out of his pants and just came in and roofed it top shelf. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. It's just good for the league when those, when these two teams are battling it out, but it wouldn't surprise me because my buddy is Calgary fan was telling me there's only three battle of Alberta games this year and yeah, I, I think a that's fucking a fucking crime. that is a crime in canada come on dude yeah holy shit trudeau man. hasn't gone out yet and said something about it but,
0: <laughs> yeah like no. they should
1: be playing at least five to six times a year i don't at, even care at,
0: at least yeah because but yeah you're right they only play each other three times bruins go there it's twice so weird it, at minimum it should be two and two you know at home and home like it it, it's just bizarre it, it it is weird And the Bruins won't even see them till February I believe if I remember that correctly Just looking now so I don't know it's weird but Hopefully that's something they fix going Forward with the new TV deal and all That because I know they're not The best Team just yet but when Whenever you get Bruins and Canadians It's always a lively battle and It will get viewers in And I know Bruins and Uh, Toronto get the needle moving too for other fans more so recently but if you know guys like you and me who you know aren't young bucks anymore um, Mm -hmm. we, we remember we remember those days when it was just you know obviously the 2011 Stanley Cup run the yeah. game seven, Nathan Horton overtime goal against them. It's just like the you know, the PK Subban days there when he haunted us for so many years and Andrew
1: Ferenc flipping off the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just Even scarier moments, but like Sedano Chara putting Patch through the boards or the glass, whatever you want to like, there's still moments in the history of that rivalry.
0: Yeah, so much. Them wanting to Uh, throw Chara in jail and
1: whatnot. Canadians for you.
0: yeah yeah. you guys are crazy (laughs) bastards over there but you're one of the more tame ones and before we wrap this up because i don't think um what i like to do with people too when i get them on the podcast especially out of massachusetts is you know how because i'm sure people are curious too because i'm always curious and i don't even know if i even ever asked you but how as a canadian um how how are you a bruins fan
1: uh so my dad's uh uh boston everything fan patriots celtics bruins uh red Sox, and my mom is a toronto blue jays and maple leafs fan so at a young age i had to make the choice and i luckily just chose the right one smart man my dad literally bought two jerseys put them on the uh put them on the bed i can still i'm closing my eyes thinking about it now and i saw the b on the front of the jersey my name's brett starts with a b (laughs) and i was like hell yeah this one plus back then they had the Pooh jerseys the Pooh bear jerseys like just everything works my favorite player of all time uh so pretty much just in the shell of it i chose dad over mom mom wasn't happy about it but hey uh,
0: she she understands now oh Um, yeah 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 it's it's kind of funny now
1: because She's a huge Marshawn fan. So I'm like, huh? How the That's tables funny. like turned. That's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I would have paid money if I knew you then to be a fly on the wall when uh, the Bruins made that crazy game seven come from behind win against the uh, Maple Leafs. Holy shit.
1: Dude, funny enough. I was playing hockey at the time, um, just beer leagues. And we're, like, watching the game upstairs. Starts going how we all know it was going toronto goal toronto goal i'm like oh shit this is the year go downstairs to get changed go out on the ice start playing you know snipe selly bar down all that stuff and the ref comes over and he's like boston just scored i'm like oh shit no way (laughs) comes over again boston just scored i'm like what comes over again okay boston just tied the game up i'm like no way this is this is good this is before you could bring your cell phone out on the bench and watch it right like this is like back in the day so um I took my gear off I ran upstairs and I got to catch Ber- Bergeron's overtime winner and uh it, it was kind of weird because people have memories of watching that comeback whereas I just have the memory of like an- uh the anxiety of just sitting there through overtime like I just missed all these goals what if they don't even score like yeah yeah all that shit, right so oh my god yeah, it was kind of a weird way to enjoy it obviously I've as an old as i'm older now i've gone back with some chili ones and watched the whole cup run so
0: yeah yeah no that's um that's funny and of course the other day our boy lucic was uh met up with uh nathan horton i saw that he looks yeah. good eh? dude he does he looks healthy Jeez. as a horse holy yeah. shit he's got, got, got that devil he's got the lettuce now
1: Oh, yeah, that LTIR money, dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> probably still collected. <laughs> yeah. but well, This the, is
1: still paying him.
0: Yeah, dude, that's friggin' un Poor bastard, too. Cause, oh, it feels so bad for know, those It guys. sucks, but glad he's doing fine now and whatnot. It's, yeah. He kind of just, like, disappeared, and that sucks, man, because he was hell of a player. I love the way he played. Like, uh, just true definition of a power forward
1: and it's crazy because this team gives you this team as in right now gives you that same vibe in 2011 where it's like yeah. holy shit man these boys are loving going to work every day they're putting the puck in the net and for all mark's sake he's keeping it out of the net so it's really fun time to be a bruins fan right now
0: yeah exactly and um we'll we'll have to touch up on another episode uh or two or three or four maybe you just permanently become my co-host but, <laughs> and i drag you on here but we'll have to touch up on it again and keep talking and keep touching base with this because this this is a fun team and who knows maybe next time we talk it's a totally different story but right now it's hard to imagine that because the boys are buzzing we were buzzing this episode it was great having you on that'll wrap it up for this episode as it's uh you know, getting a little late here and yeah. uh around dinner time. But buddy, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was a blast as always. It's like we didn't skip a beat, man. And I, I'm I'm just glad to know that you're doing okay and um everything's all right back home and whatnot. And you know, it seems like, you know, you got a good head on your shoulders and you're doing all right, man
1: yeah man i really appreciate that uh like not not everyone knows but i was going through a real tough time uh the G family has always been really good to me yeah getting emotional right now but uh (laughs) it's all right um yeah man i'm i i uh, we've talked about this like for a couple months now i told you i wanted this to be my first appearance coming back on the airwaves uh i thank you so much for having me dude you have no idea how much this means to me right now just to get my feet back in the water. Uh, like you said, it's uh, talking to you. It's always seamless. We're constantly just passing it around bar down. No problem. Plus one all the time, but, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it just, I just wanted to say thank you, dude. It's been, I've, I'm definitely coming back on. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry, guys. This episode's been really long and probably a little jumbly because I'm getting six months of brewing, talking and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever, however long this has been now. So, like I said, man, it's been I really appreciate it. I'm really thankful for you having me on and uh thankful for you as a friend, dude. You really helped me through a lot of these tough times um that I was going through. And uh yeah, I'll definitely come back on. We'll we'll keep this buzz and we'll talk off air about seeing uh how regularly we can keep this keep yeah this for sure man because
0: here. like i said like i told you before like you always got a home here um whenever you want just say the word because we've always had fun talking bruins uh and you're just a good dude in general man you were there for me it's only right that i'm there for you i consider you a good friend and uh you know it's just been nice catching up too, because it's it's been a while, and I'm just happy to hear that you're doing okay more importantly. And now that you're you know you're in a good headspace, you're doing all right. We can talk bees and have some fun because it's it's been a hell of a ride this season so far, the first nineteen games. and it's just it just keeps getting better. So I imagine next time we talk bees on the on the pod waves, it's going to be basically some hopefully similar for knock on wood for our sake. But like I said man always have a home here never hesitate to reach out uh you're a good dude the whole B&G team loves you and we miss you and uh it's good to hear your voice and good to interact again and folks you can follow him on Twitter um at at the beehive pod the letter b hive pod so make sure you follow him there he's a great follow uh always talking bruins whenever he's on it's you basically won't get anything else so it's if you if you love um if you love Bruins hockey and interacting with other Bruins fans on Twitter about it, he's, he's your guy because he's a great talk. And um, he, he always has the stats too. That's one thing I liked about you too. I remember last time we talked, we were like firing off stats left and right together. And yeah, I was like, yeah. all right, I got like, I got to have a podcast with this guy or at least have him on more often. So, yeah, but like I said, buddy, uh, it's good to hear you're doing okay. Um, Looking forward to having you on again and, Uh, let's just you know basically go bees hopefully nothing changes by the next time we talk man but we'll keep talking off air ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thanks for coming back to another great episode of the only bruins thanks again brett for hopping on i really appreciate it and again follow him on twitter at the 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 letter b the beehive pod and uh give him a follow interact with him he's a great dude and follow me at only bruins was it one or two? I always forget the number I have. Only Bruins one on Twitter. Interact there. Um, stay up to date with the show, rate the show. Uh, this is definitely one you're gonna want to listen to. And again, like Brett said, sorry, this has gone on a little long, but I this is long overdue for me Brett. So uh I yeah. appreciate if you're still listening, I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Um, and I hope you guys had as much fun as we did listening to us. So until next week, folks, or till later this week. Actually, no. We got American Turkey Day for her. So happy Thanksgiving to all you Americans out there. Hope it's a great one. Stay safe. We love you all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. We will, we will rock you. Big Disgrace Waving your banner all over the place We will